0: Surprise! We're still alive. <laughs> All right, ladies. It's been a while. We've had a lovely summer and then some off. <laughs> um, but it's been an exciting, exciting year, and we have a lot to share. And so we're back together again. Yay! Yay! Um, so this episode, we kind of want to talk about. We hosted. We've well, we've talked about it for a long time of having um, a lost AF sort of retreat. And we've always had, you know, grand plans of how we could get people together and nature would be a part of it. And, um, you know, holistic healing and all this stuff to help people, um, just help with the mental shift and whatever struggles that they're dealing with. And so we, we started off this idea with the three of us having a little (laughs) lost AF wellness retreat, in, um, Idaho where I'm at. So Jen and Paula came out to visit me and I'm so, so grateful for the time that they were out here and the, the in-person time that we got together. Cause that's just been so far and few between in the last like decade, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's awesome Definitely. that we've maintained such a close friendship in that time. So I'm, I'm always so grateful for that. Um, so the reason this all kind of sparked too, is Jen, you were having a lot of physical pain in your knees Um, it was starting to affect your, your taekwondo, Paula, you were having physical pain in your back and your knees, which has been a long time problem. And that was affecting work and just everyday life. Um, so do you both want to kind of talk about like the decision of leading to, to come up here?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll start. So, um, I knew that way back from when I had that car accident, when I was a kid, um, I had broken my femur my uh, right femur in half and um you know over like decades of time and whatnot like when you're young you don't really realize how an injury uh long-term affects affects you um so you know you just go about living and sometimes you're you're having pain that you don't realize that you're having um until you're not having it anymore but um I think that's what was starting to happen in that leg is, is that the knee was really starting to bother me. Um, My hip has always bothered me. It's always been a struggle to squat, to do a lot of activities that everybody else like was really excited about. I always remember when we were crossfitting and people like, woo, it's squat day. And I would just like cry. Like I knew how painful it was going to be. And I'm like, there's something like this can't be right. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I've uh, it sort of started to like flare a little bit. Um, but you couldn't really pinpoint where, where it was happening. So I was having my chiropractor was working on it. And uh, we kind of came to the conclusion that the the bone probably didn't heal 100% correctly. Because, um, of course, 40 years ago, you know, uh, we did traction and you didn't do surgery. You did uh, They didn't pin things. They didn't like go in and uh, fix the orthopedics the way that they do now. So it was... Um, it was traction. It felt very archaic to me with this big pulley system and whatnot. I think back, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that's so, so that happened. A little medieval. Um, right? It does feel <laughs> a little medieval. But every couple of days, you go in and take some x rays. So I think my x ray file was probably, you know, like a war and peace, um, which I'm sure that's not like great e- either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but beside the point, um, you know, all the soft tissues around it uh, compensate for a bone not being, especially like the largest bone in your body, not um, being exactly lined up. And so I think all the soft tissues, it just kind of came to a head, right? And there was, I was not being able to fix that. So I had talked to Megan about it and she'd been, um, uh, talking about what the aim at work is that she does and just decided like, I, I'm at a point where it's not getting better. So I was willing to try, uh, try that option and see if that was going to make a difference because it was really getting in the way of, uh, you know, my next testing and all those types of things. And I think sometimes, you know, when we're young and active and we're doing our thing, you don't even think about it. Right. And then people start like pain starts setting in and old injuries start setting in and all that stuff starts setting in when you get older and then you just stop being active Mm -hmm. and, and then it just sort of compounds on itself. And that wasn't really an option for me. Like I wasn't interested in going that route. So um, that's where I kind of decided to just pull the trigger and, it's been a while. The last time I was supposed to come see Megan, I got COVID and Yeah. <laughs> all the horrible things. So I was like, I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. I've I've had two trips now ruined by COVID. So I could I was like, there's no way it could be a third time, so I'm going. Awesome. <laughs> so that's sorta of what prompted my my decision to go was just getting that leg fixed. Yeah. Yeah. It's and
0: it's funny you say like those old injuries creeping up and you said you become less active and I think it's just widely accepted too like as it's just seen as part of the aging process right well I'm getting older so it's just bound that these things are just gonna hurt and give out and you know pain is just gonna be a little more escalated but with what I've seen in our clinic and what I you know kind of kept reinforcing to to the both of you when you talked about your pain is that it doesn't have to be that way and we actually see people improving and getting better as they age and feeling better as they age. And it's kind of funny, even with my own experience coming into AIMIT, um I, I had a hip issue that was fairly recent. I mean, I've been struggling with it for like two to three years. Um, it kind of started at the end of my time in Kuwait. And when I went in for this work and how I discovered it, it was resolved so quickly. And what ended up being the main issue was also from a, a car accident that I had had years previously and it was just like the whole compensation process. So it was like really a thoracic lockup that ended up just compensating throughout my body. And then where it ended up really showing up was within the hips and that was just sort of the breaking point of my mm-hmm. my body. And that was, you know, early thirties and I'm like, oh hell no, this is not starting already <laughs> in my life. I've watched, you know, my my dad, you know, struggle with pain and my grandparents struggle with pain. Like I'm not going going through with this. Um Paula, why don't you share a little bit of yours leading up to to this and then I'll explain what the aim at work actually is. Yeah,
2: perfect. So I know Jen and Megan um, had talked about uh, this retreat and this trip for a few months before I even decided to come on board. And I have had this ongoing knee issue since I've been five years old. And um, it's just something I've learned to live with. And um, so that was something I thought, well, maybe, you know, we can get some work done on that. And then I started getting, I've had nerve pain in my quads since February. And I've had um, an EMG nerve conduction test done. That was normal. I've had MRI done, and they, there was a little bit of tear in L5 and S1, but it was not contributing to what was causing my nerve pain because it was just supposed to be on the right side, and this was bilateral. Um, and it, then I've had, um, ongoing neck pain, um, and just the nerve pain is what made me decide to do this. Um, I'm like, what, I, there's, what do I, I've tried everything. There's nothing else I can do. And I was spiraling. I was in this functional depression, I guess you can call it. Um, I really couldn't do anything. Errands, um, working was very difficult, just... Cleaning, um, anything. I was just sat home and started drinking and watched TV and on my phone. I mean, for probably all through the summer. Um, so uh, yeah, I was, I was uh, in a deep hole. So I thought, might as well try this, and it was, it was, it just saved my life. It really did. Just just be with you two alone out there for that week Mm -hmm. um it was definitely a mental shift that took place um so anyway that's what uh took me out there i mean i'm I'm never i'll remember like it was yesterday megan you says what else you what else can you you've tried everything what do you got to lose so yeah i'm like let's let's do it so i was on board and (laughs) headed
0: out yeah. And now she's smiling. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> this is happy tears. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. No, it's so, so great. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. We, yeah. The more you went on and, and talked about that nerve pain and just that tingling and, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I don't know how bad it got before you came out, but the first day you got here, we went for a walk and it was like every couple of minutes, you kind of had to sit down and, you know, rub out your legs and wait for that tingling to go away and and then you can share, you know, kind of how that progressed throughout the trip. But um, yeah, I just remember, yeah, we
1: mm-hmm.
0: we both thought it would be great for you to come out here and yep. just try and for us three to do it together. I think that's mm-hmm. that was even more special as part of the, the healing process. Um, so AIM at Work, I know we've referenced it a few times and I'll explain what that is. So it stands for Advanced Muscle Integration Technique. And this was designed, um, there was a, a few chiropractors. Um, Dr. Beardall was, um, one of the chiropractors and, Mm -hmm. um, he had started this work with long distance runners. Um, basically he was using muscle testing, you know, runners were complaining of, of pain and whatnot. And so through muscle testing, he was figuring out which muscles were affected and causing the pain. And so by researching all these different systems that, goes into muscle activation. Um, right. There's like a lymphatic component where, you know, lymph has to flow to a muscle in order for it to function correctly. There's a vascular point where blood flow and nutrients have to come to the muscle for it to work effectively. There's actually organs that are associated with each muscle. So for every muscle, there's two to three organs and glands that are associated with it. So the better those organs and glands function, the better the muscle functions and vice versa. Um, So by using, and then there's muscle origin and muscle insertion. And, um, so using all these points, he kind of like would start with one system. Like he would stimulate the origin and the insertion of the muscle, send the runner out. Um, and they would do good for a certain amount of miles. And then after that, the muscle would shut down again. So he'd bring them back in and, he would um, add another component. So that's where he added in like the vascular component. Um, So he'd origin insertion, vascular, send them out on their run. They would make it a little bit further, but it still wasn't a permanent correction. So then it was the lymphatic point was incorporated and he just kept adding all these systems in there. So there's like 22 systems involved in correcting muscle. What he ended up finding that made it a permanent correction was adding in an acupuncture point on the opposite side of the body that the muscle was affected. So if it was like a muscle, like a right quad or something, then whatever acupuncture point was associated with that quad muscle, you'd stimulate that on the left side of the body. And that's what made it a permanent correction. So like I said, there's all these different systems that we know that make up the function of a muscle. And he was just really brilliant at bringing all these systems together and finding this correction method that made it a permanent correction. Um, he unfortunately passed away, like at the age of, 40 or in his early forties in a car accident. And so a couple of his colleagues, um, Dr. Williams and Dr. Bueller, uh, sort of picked up and carried on the work. And Dr. Bueller went on to work with the, um, Utah jazz as the the team doctor for about 20 years. And he had amazing results using the method with that team. I mean, the league average, I think at that time when he was, um, when he was the team doctor, the league average for the NBA was, you know, over a hundred player missed games and, and injuries, you know, that, due to injuries that they were dealing with. And the Utah Jazz's record, I believe, I'll have to double check my numbers on this one because I didn't pull it up, but I believe it was, it was like 11 <laughs> for the season, whereas like the league average was like 111. I mean, it was insane. It was, it was a very low number compared. And And unfortunately, when he left, um, that position, you could see the numbers go right back up because they were no longer using that, that method, you know, they, for whatever reasons we can get into that, you know, there's a lot of rules that they have to play by at that level and (laughs) what things can be used. And so his work was considered like an alternative method. And, you know, that's just not quite widely accepted, um, in mainstream, mainstream areas. So, um, but Dr. Bueller has gone on, he's now a lot of professional, um, athletes like people at the highest level of performance I mean olympic athletes they all seek him out personally and individually to do work on them and they have amazing results I mean there's stories of um you know, people with like Achilles injuries. And typically that can take, you know, like a year to recover from. Um, and he's had people back in three months on their skis winning medals, you know, at competitions with, with this work. So it's pretty incredible. Um, I think there's an Olympic snowboarder. Uh, I believe she was Australian. Uh, Tora Bright, you can look up her story with Dr. Bueller, um, And I'll link a great video in the show notes too that kind of explains it a little bit further. But um, she was basically bedridden for... I think she was six weeks out from from the Olympics and she was bedridden due to so many concussions. And through this aim at work, um and if you the nasal specific technique that I had talked about before in a previous episode, um, the combination of those those couple of things. Um, she was back in training for the Olympics and won the I believe she won the silver or bronze that year. Um, so she Podiumed after being, you know, totally bedridden for weeks before. So it's the results. I mean, it's been used, like I said, at the highest performance, um, a level of performance, and um, we see it work amazing with all of our our clients in the clinic. Um, I mean, even people up into their eighties who have come in with bone on bone for you know their knees, um, you know, contemplating a knee surgery, a hip surgery. And a lot of times getting the muscles activated, it pulls the bones back into position and people have been able to avoid surgeries by using the EMIT technique. Um, And sometimes if a surgery does have to happen still, what's really amazing is we've actually seen the muscles that we work on prior to the surgery, they will hold through the surgery. So post-surgery, we can come in and retest them and those muscles are still holding and their recovery process is a lot quicker. So it's incredible. So um, I have a little... uh, kind of right up from Dr. Russ Rosen, who's very familiar with the, the aim at work as well. Um, and he just does a great job of describing it, uh, for people to understand. So basically he explains it as if the dimmer switch is turned down or off on a muscle, you know, or on, you know, like a a breaker box or something, right? Like it'll lead to like an imbalance. So your joint will basically grind the one, um, sorry. And the other one will overwork, and often more than not, you will have to work on the overacting muscle. So when a muscle shuts down, other things are going to compensate. So like Jen, you were, I think you stated it perfectly when you said, um, you know, like the tendons and everything were tightening in the area. So that's what it is. When a muscle's not functioning, your fascia and your tendons and your ligaments and everything are going to tighten up in that area to create stability. So this is where people think they often need stretching, right? Like I have tight hamstrings, I have tight hips, I have, you know, tight shoulders or something like that it's generally due to an inhibited muscle. And so everything else is trying to create stability in that area. So it's going to tighten up around that. And that compensation is just going to continue to go until eventually you get to a point of arthritis. And that's where the bone starts compensating. So now your body is creating more bone to create stability in that area. So, um, our goal is to get to it before that point, right? Like once the bone starts compensating, it's a little harder to, to reverse the work, but it's still, still possible sometimes. Um, so when you get, this happening, right? Then you get injuries, repetitive stress. Um, that's what's going to happen. So there's aim at work is, is brilliant because it has these 22 systems involved with the function of a muscle, right? So there's 22 possible reasons for that dimmer switch to go off or down on that muscle. And so we want to, we want to turn it back on using the system. So let's say if like your tricep is turned off or down, um, we'll call that the main breaker in, in your house. So what could have turned that off? So was it the blow dryer in the bathroom, the washing machine in the laundry room, the stereo in the living room, the drill in the garage? Okay. So now you come in and you turn on the light in the kitchen and boom, the main breaker blows. So if you just reset the main breaker and not all of those others (coughs) um, are on, it will appear that all is well until they're all turned off again. Right? So that's what it's like when you get like adjusted um, or get muscle work and it feels better for a little while, but then the symptom comes back again. So this is one of the reasons why chiropractic adjustments, you often have to go back for maintenance because again, if the muscle is not activated, it's not going to hold that adjustment in place. And so you have to go back and get often the same, same adjustment done. Um, so, with AMIT, we can turn it back on and have a permanent result because we deal with the 22 different rooms so that the main breaker doesn't get overwhelmed and doesn't need to turn off. Um, so, like I said, the muscle belly is part of it, the origin of the muscle, the insertion of the muscle, that vascular point, the lymphatic point, the organs and glands, and then that acupuncture point. And then there is a chiropractic component where we balance three vertebrae. There's three vertebrae associated with each muscle. And by balancing those vertebrae out, and you can do that with an activator like we used at our clinic, you girls experienced that. You could do it, you know, traditional chiropractic adjustment. But having that done will ensure that the proper nutrients and nerve supply get to to the muscle. So, um, and then in conjunction with that, something else that you guys used for your muscle support was we also use a pulse magnetic um, frequency machine. And that's just like plugging yourself into a charger. It's deep cellular energy. It can help take down inflammation. Um, and so we find that that works really nicely, um, with the, the aim at work itself. So, um, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> Does that that's sound pretty, pretty accurate? Like, yeah. In your no, yeah, experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. So there's the muscle testing. So the girls come in, we, we muscle test on the body, which is basically muscle testing is just putting people in a very specific position to isolate a very specific muscle. We apply a little bit of pressure. If that muscle is able to resist that pressure, then it means that it's engaged and it's communicating with the brain. So what we're testing is the neuromuscular strength, not the like physical strength of the muscle. It's the, the connection to the brain. That strength is what we're testing. And so if the muscle can hold or resist against that pressure, then it means that the brain and the muscle are communicating. If that muscle weakens, it means that, again, that, that breaker is turned off, right? There's an there's a interference in the communication between the brain and that muscle. So we go through and we prioritize what, what muscles are most important for the body. And it was just interesting. Like, Jen, you talked about your the car accident as a, as a child. And um, the very first thing that came up for you was that femur, everything, yeah, you know, close and attached yeah. to that femur. So, um, yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about your, your aim appointments and just that whole process of what you experienced?
1: Yeah, for sure. So there were, um, as I was like kind of going back and thinking through all the, so I'll kind of talk about the, the muscles and the, the definitely the benefits and whatnot I, that I got from those, but like just from the experience itself, um, we talked about this a little bit before we uh, started recording about how, <laughs> how like uh, blunt to be about the experience. <laughs> it's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant experience because I think, especially when it has been so long that something has been a problem, like it's pain. Like I've never felt before. Like it's honest to God. Like, so we did three amen appointments. The first day was just the testing. And then they, um, there was an atlas adjustment and then um, like one or two muscles that we did that first day. And then the second day was uh, two days later and then three, uh, five days later for the third one. The second one was, um, was hideously (laughs) hideously horrible, like coming up off the table. And I'll be honest, like um, it was in places that I didn't expect. So um, you might get, uh, they might be working on one specific muscle in your foot um, for example, but the pressure on the lymphatic point or the vascular point, like in your chest, I remember telling Megan later that I was like, I feel like you're poking my heart. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it was such a painful, like uh-huh. painful, painful experience. And you're coming, it's coming from all different directions and whatnot. And then after it's over, it's, um, I will say that it's, uh, there's, there's like, like, a I'm really tired like I like I'm exhausted from this whole experience type of thing for a few days Mm -hmm. and then but but even after that first day so like they did um my right glute which seemed like a really sort of random thing because your body apparently decides what's primary what needs to be done first and I will say like on knees and I've always heard this before but like I didn't really fully appreciate but like Chronic knee issues are never a knee issue. Mm -hmm. Chronic knee issues are either a hip or an ankle issue, um, almost always. And that's really kind of what the issue was. So, but after I got this um, hip thing done, I was able to like extend and hold out my leg and hold it up like at hip level um, that I was never able to do before because one of the ways to extreme heighten. Increase the height of your kicks in karate is to be able to drill some of those kicks. And I was never able to do the drills because I couldn't get my leg out. So now I'm able to like. like some of those. And that was like the first one, first immediate. appointment. Immediate yeah, that was on the first After the
0: first muscle correction. Mm-hmm. So Jen also mentioned the atlas toggle, and I'll just touch on that really quick. That is something that we look at in the first appointment. Um, your atlas is your first vertebrae, the C1 vertebrae. And so we test first to make sure that that is in line because if that is, um, subluxated one way or the other, it's going to push on the brain stem and that's going to create like a global interference throughout the body of communication with the brain to the muscles. So we always check that first and adjust that if needed. Um, because then we're going to get a more accurate read on muscle corrections and what muscles actually need to be dealt with. So that was the very first part of it. And then we go through and we test, um, 34 individual muscles in the body to get sort of an overall read. We test some neck, we test some, uh, shoulder, we test some lower body, some, um, some glutes and things like that. And that gives us some ankle and that gives us like a full picture. Like there's over 650 muscles in the body. So when we test those 34, um, with the ones that are selected, it kind of gives the, if we were to go and test all 650 muscles, it would give us a similar read as to your percentage of, um, muscles inhibited to muscles, um, facilitated. So I don't remember what your reading was on that, that, um, uh, evaluation, Jen. I wanna say you were maybe like fifty percent or something like that. Of but strength, yeah. Fifty yeah. percent strength. Which again is the neuromuscular strength. So some people kinda get down about that number. I mean we've had like really high level like skiers come in and they're at like eighteen percent facilitated. <laughs> you know? And it doesn't mean that they're not strong or they're not athletic, like they very much are, but they're just very susceptible to injury because there's a neuromuscular interference. And so that's a lot of what we had um, tested. And then, yeah, so it was glute max sacral, I remember, was the um, first one for you because also with this method, you have to start with the larger muscles before you can get more specific. Um, So there's uh, glutes are ones that we almost start with everybody because it's just a major supporting muscle. So if there's ever any low back pain or if there's ever any knee pain, we typically look at the glutes first, um, the quads, there's 13 different divisions of that hamstrings, and then some lower leg ankle muscles that are actually involved. And yeah, you're right. I mean, ankles and hips are so well connected. It's very rarely that someone has a hip issue that isn't related to maybe like a ankle sprain (laughs) as a kid, even it can go as far back as that. Um, so it's pretty, pretty amazing. And then those, those points are usually tender on a person because they're not getting the proper flow, right? They're not getting the lymphatic flow. They're not getting the, the blood flow. Um, so typically the origin insertion in those lymphatic and vascular points are, are pretty sharp and tender on a person. Mm-hmm. So our intention is not to <laughs> hurt somebody. Um, it just, it's a very sensitive point. But you find as you go through the work, it gets less
1: sensitive, the more yeah, and I would say by the it. fifth, yeah, yeah, third appointment, the third appointment, it was it was definitely um, uncomfortable in spots, but it was nothing compared to that second, that first one, yeah, that yeah, that first and second one, yeah. um, the the one that like threw me because we did all of my feet, and it was funny because we did everything in both feet, um, which I've gotten a really amazing story to tell about that in a second, but um, the one that I didn't see coming at all was in that same car accident. I broke my mastoid bone, which is Mm. the pokey out bone. I don't know how else to describe it for people to know right behind your ear. So if you feel like right behind your ear, there's that bone that kind of like sticks out a little bit. I broke that bone in that same car accident and I'm deaf in that ear. So, and that's the reason that I'm deaf in that ear is because I broke that bone. Um, But it never like, Number one, I would never have associated like muscles in there, Mm -hmm. which I mean, duh, like understanding anatomy, like, yeah, of course there's muscles in your head, but like you wouldn't think about muscles being there. Um, And, but that was probably, honestly, that was probably one of the most painful adjustment or the work that was done was on that mastoid muscle. I mean, like, stomach-turning pain. It was terrible. And then I remember going home after that was on that Wednesday, and I remember going back to the house on that. And it was the weirdest thing because we did all kinds of other things. We did, um, uh, like, some uh, quads and and hams and that sort of thing, too. Like, we did a lot of work. that It was really overwhelming, I'll, I'm not going to lie. But one thing when I got back that I remember thinking, like, how much easier it was to breathe – and I couldn't ever like pinpoint exactly what that meant, other than that. For as long as I could remember, like, if especially if I get um, like under moments of stress, especially like when you try and take a deep breath, like it would just stick, right? Like I couldn't get I couldn't get that last little breath, and like that creates more panic because you can't get that breath in, can't get that breath in. I was able to, after that appointment, like take this breath that I'd never been able to feel before. It was like this big, I was able to get a full deep breath in and it was like, it's almost like weight lifts off your chest, right? Like like being able to breathe in that way. And for whatever reason, I remember just being like hung up on this mastoid adjustment because I'm like, what does this even do? Like, what does a mastoid muscle even do, right? So I remember Googling it because, you know, Dr. Google... answers all your questions. And one of the big things that that muscle does is help with um inhalations. So, it was really interesting to me that like having that muscle worked on allowed me to like breathe easier. I wouldn't have expected that. Um and that was that was a big one for me. And then um again the foot. So this happened um uh, it was every single muscle in both feet um I had worked on and I I remember thinking being like Okay my knee is the problem and and my knee is still a problem um but I was in karate the other night, and I was doing this jump <laughs> that I have to jump about six feet, and I caught my toe on the first on the front foot jumping I caught my toe or barefoot, obviously, and I tripped and I landed on the top of my foot like on the on the very top I landed and like so much so that I have an abrasion on the top of my um, great toe, kind of up the foot a little bit. Um, and, and then promptly <laughs> like ate it. Right. So I landed on the foot and then just bit it. And I remember laying there and my instructor coming over and being like, are you okay? Number one, because she's like, "I,", I both of us were shocked. I didn't break my ankle the way I landed on it. And I stood up and literally my feet and ankles were the only thing that didn't hurt. Um, I walked, walked away and no issue. Like I should have rolled it. It should have rolled. It should have probably broken with as much weight as I landed straight on the top of my foot. Um, but luckily I can fall, (laughs) do a front fall. So it was an awesome front fall and just walked away from it. And then the next day I felt like I'd been hit by a truck every place else, but my feet were awesome. So, um, That was a big deal. That's so awesome. So I think it's a lot. I mean, I think a lot of the work like and that was one of the things I was um, Paul and I were talking about, too. This isn't like it was like I really I was really hoping to like walk away and like my knee would be perfect. Right. Like I was having this this big uh, I set really high expectations for myself. But I think also understanding that like after so much time, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Right. And that the work you have to like start small. And I think we did, what, 50 muscles, 60 muscles, something like that? We – bilaterally. So we did um,
0: – I think we got 30 muscles done, and then and most of those were bilateral. So you uh, you were between, like, 50 to 60 muscles total. Um, yeah. So we it was a lot, was a lot, lot of work. Of it work. was a lot of work. And what's cool is, like – so once that muscle is activated, you – it's funny. You almost feel like you – went through like a really intense workout like a couple of days after that because that muscle is now firing so i think jenny yep. said it kind of felt like you had shin splints a little bit because
1: oh yeah the One muscles the workouts were, i did yeah i yeah. was like i'm so excited with this flexibility i have in my feet <laughs> right and i want to be able to like be up on my toes more so i was doing a lot of like um calf extensions and uh calf raises full full range so i was like going down like putting my heel below my like off the side of a uh a, a ledge Ledge. yeah um so i was extending down and then up onto my toes and then down below my toes and up above my toes and i did a lot of work like that the next day i woke up (laughs) honest to god the shin splints that i had were like i'm i'm done i can't even walk
0: and a lot of that yeah the muscles are now activating so once they start firing then it's they're being used more so it feels like they went through like a really intense workout and then over time you know they they strengthen and um And even just walking will, will strengthen a lot of those muscles. So even if you're not doing like specific, you know, weight training, obviously that it propels it forward a little quicker if you're doing stuff like that. But, um, just the fact that that muscle is now communicating and activating it's, it's getting more input and it's getting stronger. So, um, we find that, yeah, you just get stronger as this work goes on. And so that's, what's great is like, it never reverses. So next time you come back, it's like we won't have to repeat any of those muscles that you've done before. We can just keep moving forward on, on the process and, and, doing the next thing that comes up. And that's, what's great is like someone who's active, you know, when they come back, it's, they've been using things and you're, you almost know specifically like which muscle needs to be done next. Like you can just feel it where you're like, ah, this needs to be touched on because you know, this is the next thing that just keeps getting pushed forward. And those compensations become less and less. So that's awesome. But we find that with like ankles all the time. Like, I mean, gosh, there was a period, I think I had one of the dogs that tripped me and I twisted my ankle and then it was like three more times that week, like going out and walking and being on the trails and stuff. It was like, it just kept twisting. There was just like no stability there whatsoever. And we got the ankles turned on and there's been several times now where I've been like knocked over by the dogs or trail running or, you know, on uneven ground or something. And yeah, I, my ankles are just rock solid. They just hold. So it's good yeah, that, yeah, it's amazing that it, it held through that, that fall and, that you were it shouldn't, able have. To, it shouldn't have. I should have yeah. had a broken ankle. It's, yeah, and most yeah, people that probably would have. Broken. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. had you not had a lot of that that work done, that might have been the next injury. You know, so what's kind of cool is like with this work, you can almost predict injuries as well if you know enough about an area that's shut down. It's and based on what a person is doing, it's you can almost predict like what injury is gonna gonna happen next if they don't get it resolved. So, yeah, yeah, for sure, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Paula, was it? same experience <laughs> yes
2: it was not gonna lie jen kind of described it it was i i didn't know what to expect going in but it wasn't it that wasn't that it wasn't that, it wasn't that. <laughs> i'm like holy shit megan what the hell but um yeah we adjusted my atlas first thing too and um i remember the because we got there on a Saturday. And I've always I had cervical fusion dissectomy about oh, 20 years ago, and I've always had to use like a memory foam pillow, and just I've always had I've had to find the perfect pillow in order to sleep at night and uh, sleep pain free. And so I'm like ah, I was trying to find a pillow that worked, and the next night you kind of brought out another pillow, and Jen's like, well just roll up a towel that she, you had in the room, and so I'm like, okay, oh yeah, I'm like, oh perfect, that works. Okay, we're good. So then uh, the first, on Monday there, I that night, we were, I was in bed. I'm like, oh, that roll really hurts now. So I took it out. I'm like, oh, my God, I could use a regular pillow. And it didn't even dawn on me until Tuesday morning. And I'm like, when I sleep on my side, either side, doesn't matter, both arms will go numb after about five, 10 minutes of sleeping. So I have to roll on my back shake them out and I'm good. So then, but I sleep so much better on my side. It's just like, oh, it was so frustrating. Um, And I woke up, I'm like, holy shit, my arms didn't go numb at all. It's been years. And the the first adjustment, I was shocked. I'm like, it's just those little things you don't realize that it's an issue, but it's like, um, it was just, wow. So that was amazing. Um, And then uh, what were some other things? Uh, my knee, we know it was an issue, um, but I Going noticed... Going to the
0: neck really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, you know, with the whole pillow situation, <laughs> you know, making sure you have the right combination yeah. of the pillows and things. I'm aware of that, like, for guests everything. But what we do find is a lot of people, when we do get the neck, neck and shoulder are also very well connected. So typically a neck problem, you know, it could stem from a shoulder injury, even a wrist injury, like the, anything upper body like that, neck and shoulder is all connected. But um, uh, you'll find that once you get those muscles activated... It doesn't matter what kind of pillow you have. Like you, you know, you could sleep yeah. on anything. Um, and so that's just kind of funny. That's like one of those one of those results that you get from that. But um Yeah, that was so exciting. You mentioned that your arms didn't go numb. That's like a huge thing. Because you just normalize it. It's just something you become mm-hmm. so accustomed to living with. And again, like your behaviors just start to change and adapt around that thing and then you don't you forget that that it was ever a thing. So some people don't even know, like it's funny, they come in and um like I said each of the muscles are also associated with some organs and glands and sometimes with people you'll find that the muscles that come up first have similar organs and glands associated with them. So maybe a lot of like digestive points come up, like a lot of stomach um points or a lot of um uh like adrenal points or something like that and so you'll you'll ask people, you know, like <laughs> do you have any digestive issues? And they'll be like, no. And then once you get through enough of the muscles, and like I said, the muscle function starts to improve the organ and gland function too. And so like, you'll talk to them after a few visits, and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize what digestive issues I had <laughs> until it became resolved. So a lot of people just it gets normalized, and you don't even realize sometimes the pain or the issues that you're you're dealing with until you're on the other side of it.
2: Well, that's why going out there, I didn't even dawn on me that that would be that was an issue that would would be working on or that it would fix you know so it just like it it was just blew my mind yeah it was crazy so um that's definitely and then um I always got headaches migraines not like the aura migraine but just really bad headaches and I have not had any headaches since I've been back.
0: That's amazing. I know. It, it, That's amazing. Of, again, it's one of those
2: things you realize this week, you know, with my job and the lead aprons and whatnot, it's been kind of crazy the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And it just dawned on me too that, oh my God, I have not had any headaches. So
0: That's so awesome. Yeah. That's huge. So,
2: again, That's it's huge. maybe just strengthening the muscles, you know, around in the neck no and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah so again, it's things you don't realize, I didn't go out there for headaches and it's just all the things as a byproduct that, it was fixed. So it's amazing. Um, and then a knee, um, it was, we knew it was an issue. Um, that was probably gun wrenching pain off the table, trying to get away from Jen and trying to get away from Molly. I'm like, I just, I'm like, Oh my God, I couldn't, it was crazy, but like no pain, no gain. I'm here. Let's do this. You know, I was just like, whatever it takes. So um yeah. Yeah, that was, first
0: one was super emotional for you. It was. I yeah. was in tears. It was like that yeah. <gasps> crying. I yeah. Know, me
2: emotional shocker, I know, but that,
1: <laughs> that was like gut- I cried too. I that cried. Was, too, like, oh
2: my god, I hope the neighbors can't hear me bawling right that right now. <laughs> it was but I rem- and I think, you know, like Molly and you had both said, you know, you need to go out and hike and test it. And um, so we did do a lot of testing that week. And every day it got better and better. I become more confident. I was able to step uh, forward. It's kind of hard to explain, but um, sometimes if I step too far forward, my knee too far forward, I would collapse because my muscles are very weak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I became more confident. I was able to – I think it was, we were hiking by the hot springs. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm I'm able to step up and step down Yeah, with confidence. And, and that's um, one
0: of the great things about the work, too, is, like, you can be active right mm-hmm. away with it. Like, it's not the kind of work where, we're like, okay, now go home and ice and rest and don't use it for, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks or stay really light. We're like, no, go mm-hmm. activate it. Go use it. Go move it. Go, you know – do stuff (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we want you to be active because that's only going to strengthen it and then it's just going to give us more information for the Mm -hmm. next next time around of of what's priority and what needs to be done next yeah so
2: and you know yeah i still have my knee pain but i'm still more confident i'm able to do things that i would normally like be kind of shy away from or now i'm no pun intended stepping forward and, and
0: we're, yeah. and we're what we're three, a month. three weeks out a month out from mm-hmm. you guys were here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah So that's awesome. And it yes. may just continue to get better. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually, and I think you got mm-hmm. in about the same amount of muscles as as mm-hmm. Jen. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of them bilaterals mm-hmm. So probably, yeah, 50 to 60 muscles done in mm-hmm. within a week, which is yeah. like a, a great, <laughs> great amount.
1: Yeah. And so I was going to say, I wanted to jump in really quick, too, because something you said uh, made me think of uh, something I forgot about, actually, with you talking about the organs being attached. A lot of the organs that were attached to the muscles I was getting hit with were going to ovaries, Yeah, and I hadn't had my period in six months, and I got it when I came home. Two weeks after I left, um, it was 180 days was my last, the last cycle. So that was um, a little, I mean, That's so amazing. I'm not holding my breath yet it. exactly about what that means. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. obviously something happened to, um, to get my period two weeks after I left. Mm, yeah. Something obviously happened during that time. So um, yeah. that was really, really interesting to me. And as somebody amazing. whose hormones is a big, it's a big deal,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like that's um,
0: that was well huge. again that that glute max sacral that very first muscle we started with for you the two organs that came up it was ovaries and pituitary, and yeah. that was also the pituitary tumor that you had had it was you know oh yeah like we had kind of drawn that connection also maybe very likely connected to that mastoid injury or that that car accident yeah oh. it's incredible.
1: So interesting that the organs, too, like you don't yeah. have to think about like how there's a huge crossover. Get. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Paula, did you have any consistency in the organs that came up for, um, for years? It was
1: kidneys.
2: Mm hmm. Was a big one. Big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that kept on coming up and adrenals.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, and that's not shocking because you've, no. you've had no. No. Yeah, adrenal fatigue and mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Amazing.
2: Uh huh. Um, I have to mention, too. I was going to mention uh, my hip. It was it's it was kind of with my legs and my knee and my back and my neck it's it's just like eh. it's so it's always there but not as bad and I haven't had any so my bad knee is my or my I should I want to call it my bad knee but (laughs) my bad knee is my right knee but and then my left hip was always hurting from compensating I'm sure and um, I have not had any more hip pain at at all either so again going out there I wasn't like eh don't need to work on that, you know, got more yeah. important things to work on. But yeah. yeah, so it's crazy how the things that you don't even think about didn't even cross my mind that would be benefited been from that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So And the knees for you started like at the age of five. Yeah. So it's been 45 so that's been, years. That's been a long. So there's a lot of deep compensations years, yeah. with that. Yeah. So there's a lot to work through with that. And so all those like layers, like I said, you have to like kind of get through all those compensations. Mm-hmm to get deeper into the, mm-hmm. to the main issue. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so glad to hear that. Yeah. Hey, amazing. Well, and even, like I said, the walk that we went on the first day that you got out here, mm-hmm. um, it was every few minutes kind of had to sit down. And I think what, what, how far did we walk that day? It was maybe like two miles to two, some yeah. two plus. Yeah. Yeah. Two, 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 two and three miles. And it was every, you know, every few minutes, you know, and just kind of sit down, mm-hmm. take a little break, rub your legs out, Mm -hmm. Um, and by the, the last day, the last day that you guys hear the morning that you left, we hiked a mountain right by my house, which was really steep. Um, I think we figured it's probably between like around like maybe 800, 600 to 800 elevation Mm -hmm. gain. Um, and it's pretty straight up. It's a short hike. It only took us like 20 minutes or so to get up there. So it's pretty, pretty steep. Um, but you were able to go up and down that. Mm hmm. And I think your lungs stopped you maybe on the way up Up. for a little bit. But the way down, you didn't take, Mm -mm. you didn't sit down once. You didn't take any breaks. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. Not
2: at all. Not at all. So that was.
0: Jen, I remember you talking about, you could feel your butt muscles (laughs) really (laughs) activating on that one. and
1: (laughs) Posterior (laughs) chain. It was a huge celebration. It was.
0: And especially on the way down for you, Paula, because you talked about those forward steps being, you know, kind of painful and Mm -hmm. yeah you were able to Mm -hmm. rock it all the way down huge win huge 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 win
2: and it was such a iconic way of ending Mm -hmm. our you know retreat week there is climbing that mountain so yeah love
0: it yeah so good Mm -hmm. has has Jeff or any of or like uh your roommates have (laughs) have they noticed anything um, like less complaints of pain or have yes, they made definitely. any comments or <laughs> sometimes that's a telling way too of like how mm-hmm. somebody's improving or like let me talk to your your roommate or your wife People or your husband. around you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, co-workers. Mm-hmm.
1: What are they? You know, it, it's funny because I don't, I mean, we're getting into time here so I don't know how deep we want to get into it but I would say that the work that, the most benefit that I got from the trip that would be, applicable to those around me <laughs> was the qnrt stuff and
0: it. yeah do we want to get into that now or do we, we want to do a separate well, episode or
1: we can certainly do a separate episode because i think it has um there's a lot to get into on that and so we can just to do
2: just, a highlight or just maybe touch yeah. on it what it but yeah, yeah it was a
0: lot
1: yeah yeah but that was de- yeah go ahead yeah Beth. it was definitely like um i was um So the QNRT seems to be a little bit more for me. It was more like the emotional stuff. And um, I felt like I came back on a much more mental, even keel. And I don't know whether it was, to be honest, and I was telling Paula this one day when we were having breakfast and I was just like, you know, I don't know whether it's the QNRT, which we'll get into later, or whether it was just like the whole experience, because I feel like a lot of the benefit that I got from the trip didn't happen in the clinic. I got a lot of benefit in the, in the clinic for sure, but I think a lot of the benefit that I got was not in the clinic. And so I think giving yourself time, whether it's going and getting yourself worked on, whether it's going and whatever, taking time away and an opportunity to sort of reboot. Like I have never, I've never taken a week off of work. And so to take a week off of work and leave town where I didn't have any like any connection to work at all. Um and the place could have blown up and I wouldn't have known and I would have been okay with it. <laughs> would have been okay with it at that point. And like just like being with the people that you care about and like having your feet in um in a hot spring having your entire body in a glacial lake having um you know all of those things i think there's a ton of value to that to that type of stuff too climbing a mountain um breathing air that is very different than the breath that you breathe here like those types of things i think there was a ton of benefit from too yeah absolutely just
0: Taking that week off, I know that was a huge milestone for you. I mean, and you—how yeah. long have you been working, Jen? And you've never taken—never taken, <laughs> <I've> never taken
1: <laughs> never a, week. <laughs> a week off. It's insane, no,
0: crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, but I mean, like I was telling Paul, I was like, we as a family, we never took vacations. Mm-hmm. So anytime we took, we would take like a long weekend to my great grandparents' house. But we never, as a family, never went anywhere. We never did anything like that. So it was like never even on the radar that, like, oh, we need to take a vacation. A vacation would be like going paddleboarding on the weekend or something to that effect. So actually taking time away um, was uh, just never something I would have considered. And so I think that that's something that's really probably really underrated, especially in the world that we live in, being able to disconnect a little bit and um, sort of find yourself and find the things that are important to you are um, really, uh, really valuable.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say, like, to disconnect, and I, I view it as, like, an opportunity to connect more, right? right <laughs> it's, like, right. connecting more with yourself, connecting more with the people you love, the nature around mm-hmm. you, yeah. like, all that. But disconnecting from, yeah, I get it from the day-to-day. The, and then, yeah, the, yeah stresses, the, stresses, the stresses and whatnot. Yeah, out of there.
2: yeah, that was a big takeaway for me, too, is a mental shift that I had. Jeff noticed it. I'm just uh, just much more happy, more positive. I, I feel like I found hope, you know, I guess. Uh, yeah, definitely my co-workers. Um, yeah, and I'm just motivated to work out again and to better myself and to get healthy. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, That's so
0: huge. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, let's definitely do the QNRT, um, which the QNRT just briefly that is basically work for the brain and the organs and glands just like um, aim is for the muscles. So what aim does for the muscles, the QNRT does for brain and stress response. Um, so that'll be a good one to get into next time and just talk about your experience with that. Cause I know that one's a little, <laughs> I mean, if you think the aim, it's a little out there, the Q and R T is a little out there, but it's, it's powerful stuff. And that's awesome. Very. That you both have noticed. The, the two of them together is, is pretty powerful. So, um, that's awesome. I'm so glad you ladies came out. I'm so glad you're feeling better and having, having the success, continued success and can't wait for the second round and maybe we'll get more people mm-hmm. to join us next time. It'd be fun, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yes. All right, love you, ladies. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.